It's October 11th, 2022. Less than 48 hours ago, you were in New York City celebrating a wild card series victory over the New York Mets. You take a red eye back to the West Coast after an adrenaline-filled three days surviving and advancing in the Major League Baseball playoffs. Instead of kicking up your feet and resting for a few days, you were thrown right back into the lion's den. Hostile territory. And this time, the hate was real. The San Diego Padres were beginning their National League Division Series against the Los Angeles Dodgers at Dodger Stadium. I'm Matt Scraby, and this is 12 Games in October. In the wildcard round of the playoffs, the three-game series puts a lot of pressure on the loser of Game 1. Immediately after a long, grueling season, your team is facing elimination. The National League Division Series makes things a little more difficult for the lower-seeded team. Instead of winning just two games, you now have to win three. One more win may not sound like a lot, but as the underdog like the Padres were in this series, winning three games can seem insurmountable. In sports, players don't like to admit some of the factors that may make things more difficult. Whether it's a West Coast team playing early games on the East Coast, or a team that has to take a red eye and play the next day after getting to their hotel at 6 a.m. In the playoffs, these factors are just a little different. The Padres were facing a few unique circumstances themselves. First, even though you can't measure the effect it has on a team, the Padres had to travel a lot to even get to Dodger Stadium. They got to the West Coast the morning of October 10th after flying all night back from New York City. Anyone who has ever taken a red eye and flown from the East Coast to the West Coast can tell you this is not the easiest thing on the body and mind. Second, the fact was the Dodgers received one of the first first first-round buys in the history of the game and had not played in five days. Dodgers manager Dave Roberts was all set up and he was going to call on his number one pitcher, Julio Urias, while Padres manager Bob Melvin was going to call on the team's number four pitcher, Mike Clevenger. You know, he's been better. There have been games, I think he had the at home pitch five, I, I believe, and had a low pitch count. You know, we kind of look at a certain pitch count for him to where maybe the effectiveness tails off a little bit. But he's pitched some really good games for us. He's done it recently as well, and we always have confidence when he pitches. There was discussion among fans and shows on 97.3 The Fan whether or not you Darvish should go on four days rest. But in the end, the decision was to turn to Mike Clevenger and see if he could give them a good start and keep them in the game without taxing the bullpen too much. Third, and I left this last for a reason because it has the most direct correlation to what happens on the field. The Dodgers absolutely owned the Padres anytime they went head-to-head. In the 2022 regular season, the Padres went 5-14 against the Dodgers. They were outscored by 62 runs. The national media was once again going to give the Padres no shot to move on in this series. But this time, the evidence wasn't circumstantial. The evidence against the Padres was overwhelming. Now they, you know, handed it to us pretty good this year, so um, we realize what we're up against, but I think it feels a little bit better now that we're not looking at the standings and 
18 games behind or 20 games behind, whatever it was. But after the way the wildcard series went for the Padres, some thought this may just be all part of the eventual 2022 World Series champion story. In a strange turn of events, this would be the second time Mike Clevenger started Game 1 of the NLDS against the Dodgers in the last three seasons. And if the first start was an omen to what was to come in the 2022 NLDS, things did not look good for Clevenger and the Padres. In 2020, Clevenger would pitch one inning for the Padres and would exit after injuring his elbow, which eventually led to Clev having Tommy John surgery after the season. In 2022, Clevenger started 22 games for the Padres and went 7-7 with a 4.33 ERA. Julio Urias entered the game with the lowest ERA in the National League at 2.16. He made 31 starts, won 17 games, and three of those wins were against the Padres. In the top of the first, he sat down Profar, Soto, and Machado in order. An ominous start for what was a quote-unquote impossible series win for the Padres. The The bottom of the first started with Mookie Betts grounding to Manny Machado. And the 1-1 hard hit, but to Manny. Down to one knee near the line. He's got it. Long throw is in time. Out number one, and Mookie Betts hit it to the wrong guy. Not today. You can't go down to third base and feel comfortable that you'll find a way to get it by him. Manny Machado going to the knee on a hot shot to third. And the always dangerous Trey Turner worked himself into a 1-1 count. Here's the one and one. Turner hits it in the air to deep left field. Profar going back. He's going to watch, and there it goes. Well, he hadn't had good career postseason numbers. That's only his second ever home run in the playoffs. But a no-doubter to left field off of Mike Clevenger and a 1-0 Dodger lead in the first. Just like that, the Dodgers get on the board. So much for the rust of being off for over a week. As annoying to Padres fans as it was, the Dodgers needed just six pitches to get on the board first. Mike Clevenger would later comment after the game about the strength of that Dodgers lineup, and after giving up that home run, he would have to face Dodgers first baseman Freddie Freeman. Clev dug deep. Here's the 2-2. Two and two. Freddie Freeman way out in front, swings and misses at a curveball, and that's the second out here in the bottom of the first inning. With two outs, one run seemed like a great deal for the Padres after the quick score on the sixth pitch of the game. Dodgers catcher Will Smith would double with two outs, which once again put the pressure on Clevenger to execute. And he was going to have to face a guy that seemingly loves to have huge hits against the Padres, Max Muncy. Things were not looking good with a 3-1 count, then this. 3-1 to Muncy. Clevenger will look back at second base now, the pitch. And Muncy swings, hits it on the ground, through the left side, a base hit. Smith rounding third on his way. Profar's not going to have a play. RBI single, Max Muncy. 2-0 Dodgers in the first. Three infielders on the right side and just Manny Machado on the left side. It was a huge hole where their shortstop usually is. And that's exactly where Max Muncy hits this fastball, inside outs it in the left field, and the Dodgers pick up another run. Two to nothing felt like five to nothing, and the inning wasn't even over yet. Things went from bad to worse when Justin Turner walked on four straight pitches to put the Dodgers on first and second. With the number seven hitter, Gavin Lux trying to keep things moving. Here's the one, two, that's ripped into center field. Grisham charging straight in. He'll get there to make the running catch and retire the side. Trent this Grisham wasn't ideal by any means, but a 2-0 score after seeing all those runners on base was a best-case scenario. The Padres' offense delivered in the wildcard series, and the Padres' offense was going to have to deliver again, and they would need to deliver quick.
Julio Urias would retire Brandon Drury, Will Myers, and Jake Cronenworth in order without much drama. After some possible first-inning nerves, Mike Clevenger steadied himself and retired the side in order in the bottom of the second and got his pitch count back on track by needing only nine pitches to get through. Padres' bats were held pretty quiet by Urias through three innings. In the top of the third, Austin Nola would double, but that was it. The Padres only had one base runner to this point. With the way things were going, that 2-0 Dodger lead now felt like 10-0. If the Padres were going to keep this game close, Mike Clevenger was going to be the guy to do so. But as Clev would say after the game, this Dodgers lineup was deep and he was going to have to be perfect. Trey Turner started the scoring in the first with a homer to left and now a double to lead off the third. Tommy John shortly thereafter. Turner hits this one well to left center field into the gap. Grissom not going to get there and one hop up against the wall. Trent plays it perfectly but with Turner's speed nothing he can do except send it into the cutoff man Kim. Lead off stand up double Trey Turner. He's two for two. Clev would get Freddie Freeman to fly out to left but with Turner still on second catcher Will Smith would strike again. Turner at second base, one away. Here's the pitch, and that's ripped into the left center field gap. Procore on the run, not going to get there. One hop against the wall. Trey Turner had to wait and see, but he's got the wheels to make up for it. Going to come in and score. RBI double for Will Smith, his second two-bagger of the night, and now 3-0 L.A. in the third. Things were starting to stack up. With Will Smith on second, the ever-dangerous Max Muncy was walked on five pitches. A pick-your-poison type of decision at this stage in the game. You could put Muncie on first and set up the double play and then take your chances with Justin Turner, which worked out. 3 nothing Dodgers, bottom of the third inning. Big, big moment in this game. Clevenger set. Here's the 2-2. Two and two. Turner swings and misses. Strike three. Got him to go chasing the slider. Third strike out of the night for Clevenger and a big middle out here in the bottom of the third. If Padres fans hadn't already been living and dying with every pitch, they were now. Mike Clevenger was just one out away from getting out of the inning while keeping this game within reach. All he needed to do was get Gavin Lux out just as he did in the first. This time, things were different. Clevenger trying to keep this a 3-0 deficit for the Padres. 2-2 two two now. Lux swings, lines it towards the right field corner. That will get down a fair ball. It's going to go to the corner. It's going to get at least one run home. Smith has scored. Muncie is held. A good throw to the cutoff man by Soto. And Cronenworth delivered a strike home. It's another double, the third of the inning for the Dodgers. And 4-0 L.A., but honestly, quite frankly, it's a good thing for the Padres. Only one run scored on that with two outs. They were not able to get Muncie home, but... Either way, it's going to end the night for Mike Clevenger here in the third. That would be all Padres manager Bob Melvin wanted to see from Mike Clevenger that night. He would go two and two-thirds, striking out three, walking two and giving up four earned runs. Game one had officially turned from an uphill battle to a Mount Everest climb. After the game, Bob Melvin was asked to give his assessment of Mike Clevenger in game one. You know, look, it's a team that makes you work, and they make you throw a lot of pitches, and when you throw pitches in the middle of the plate, they take advantage of it. That's kind of what I saw early on with him. He had at times had a good breaking ball, had times he had a good fastball, but they hit his mistakes. Padres reliever Stephen Wilson had worked his way into a lot of high leverage situations for Bob Melvin throughout the year. And even though the Padres were down 4-0 with runners on second and third with two outs, this was a game-saving situation for Stephen Wilson. 
Wilson would walk Trace Thompson, which loaded the bases for the Dodgers, and at this point, things were dire for the Padres. If the game had any chance of staying within slam range, Steven Wilson would have to shut down the Dodgers right there and right then. Going to again to bats with the bases loaded two down. Pitch from Wilson is lined deep down the left field line. If it's fair, it's big trouble. It is a foul ball. On that slider there, and Padres fortunate that Mookie Betts was out in front. Going to again to bats after that nearly moment. Now Wilson delivers, and the pitch is skied into shallow right center field. Cronenworth back. Grisham and Soto coming in. Grisham on the run will make the catch and end the inning. If you were a Padres fan, there wasn't much to cheer for up to this point. But there was a small cheer that did go up when the Dodgers only scored one in the inning after Mookie Betts flew out to center to end the third. If there were to be a comeback, the Padres would need to score at least five runs. Julio Urias and Steven Wilson would have a drama-free fourth inning. Urias was pitching like a Game 1 playoff starter, and the Padres had few chances to hit a good pitch, let alone get on base. Leave it to Will Myers to change that. Three infielders on the left side against Myers, who skies this one to deep left field. Trace Thompson's going back. He's at the wall. He leaps, and it's going to go! A home run for Will Myers. Only the second hit of the night for the Padres. Will's first hit of the postseason, and the Padres are on the board here in the fifth. Look to be a hanging breaking ball, and I don't even know if you can qualify it as hanging. Will went down and got that bad boy, put the Padres on the board with a solo shot to left. Then as quick as Will Myers got the Padres on board, the Padres had runners on base. Here's the 2-0. Cronenworth rips one into right field. That's a base hit. Here's the 2-2. And that's hit hard in the air to left center field. Thompson over into the gap. Long run. Still going. Dives. And he can't make the catch. It gets past him. Cronenworth's on his horse into third base. They'll hold him there. But it's a double for Kim. And three straight hits for the Padres to open up the fifth inning. Some life in that dugout. The Padres were now threatening to cut into the deficit. And the hero of the wild card series, Trent Grisham, was at the plate. Here comes on 0-2. And it's the breaking ball, grounded slowly to first base. That'll get a run home. Freeman going to bring it himself. He touches the bag before Grisham arrives, but Cronenworth scores. And now 5-2 Dodgers in the fifth. Believe it or not, that is a good at-bat for Trent Grisham. Fell behind 0-2, avoided the punch out. A ball to the right side. It brings the Padres within three because a run comes in. He moves the runner up another 90 feet. The 7-8-9 hitters for the Padres lineup were continuing to shoulder the load of the offense. The second run of the inning cost an out, but you take what you can get in the playoffs. Then, the number nine hitter, Austin Nola, helped continue a comeback. 5-2 L.A. here in the fifth. A ball and two strikes. Pitch on the way. Nola swings, hits it in the air to left field. Thompson over towards the line. Kim going to tag. Thompson makes the catch. Kim on his way. Here's the throw to the plate. The tag is not in time. Kim went in head first, might have hurt himself. I think this ball ends up hitting him. That would also hurt <laughs> The inning would end with a pro-far fly out to right field, but the Padres had covered more than half the deficit in one half inning. Hope had been restored. In the bottom of the fifth, Padres reliever Pierce Johnson sat down Justin Turner, Gavin Lux, and Trace Thompson in order, and the offensive momentum was still with the Padres. In the top of the sixth, the Padres had the heart of their lineup due up. Dodgers pitcher Evan Phillips would issue a leadoff walk to Juan Soto, Bob Melvin made his first offensive move of the night and chose to pinch hit wildcard contributor Josh Bell for Brandon Drury. 
Josh Bell was no easy out for Phillips, with Bell forcing him to throw eight pitches, which ended up like this. Phillips about to throw his 20th pitch of the inning. He doesn't have anybody out. Here's the 2-2 to Bell. Swing and a miss. Finally got him with a fastball. Had him reaching for it. Not great, but the game-tying run was on first base with only one out. Will Myers also battled Phillips. Phillips now 25 pitches. He delivers in a hard-hit smash to the right side. Handled it second by Lux to Turner for one. And back to first in time, a double play to end the inning. Myers hit it squarely, but Lux was well-positioned. He made a good play, and they turn two. Padres had runners on first and second. Nobody out. They do not score. No runs, a hit, and a man left. There's nothing better than a double play when your team is the one executing it. But when it's against you, it's the worst. Especially in the playoffs. Pierce Johnson was fresh off a 1-2-3 bottom of the fifth and ended up striking out both Cody Bellinger. 2-2, swing and a miss. And Mookie Betts. Swung on and missed strike three. Got him with a curveball again, but this time... Betts tried to offer and back-to-back strikeouts to start the sixth inning for Pierce Johnson. Then, while facing one of the best hitters on the team, Pierce Johnson got Trey Turner to fly out to left to get the third out of the bottom of the sixth. The Padres would have a fifth and sixth inning with lots of base traffic, and Padres fans felt it was only a matter of time before they broke through. In the seventh, however, the Padres would be held to just one hit by Trent Grisham. The Padres' bullpen was asked to do a lot with Mike Clevenger only going two and two-thirds in the game, but so far they were passing every test they faced. The bullpen had just navigated most of the game without giving up a run. Bowmelt was asked post-game about it. They were fantastic. You know, I mean, it's 5 nothing, and all of a sudden it's 5-3, and our guys came in and shut it down. We got the tying run at the plate in the ninth inning, so no moral victories, but, uh, you know, the... the latter part of the game was better than the than the first part for us. Tim Hill would sit down Freddie Freeman, Will Smith, and Max Muncy. Not an easy task from what we saw earlier in the game. The deficit was still two thanks to the bullpen, but now it was time for the Padres offense to find a way to tie this game up. The top of the eighth would see three Padres hitters, and Dodgers pitching would need only five pitches to get those three outs. That sinking feeling of a Game 1 loss setting in for Padres fans. There were only three more outs to score some runs for the Padres. Now, Dodgers manager Dave Roberts did not have a traditional closer. There was a mixture of many different pitchers throughout the year, but tonight, in Game 1, Roberts would trust righty Chris Martin. No, not the Coldplay lead singer, the pitcher who only saved two games for the Dodgers in 26 after being traded to the Dodgers from the Cubs. He had zero saves for the Cubs, so it was a curious move to say the least. But who am I to say it was the wrong move? Because Martin would force Josh Bell to ground out, Will Myers to ground out, Jake Cronenworth would single, but Hassan Kim flew out to left to end game one. Normally that would be the end of the episode, but there was something that happened off the field I think gave the Padres some extra motivation heading into game two, specifically Manny Machado. The Padres had no answer for the Dodgers, just like the regular season. This was an uphill battle, but the odds were stacked against the Padres winning the series. And here's this little piece of evidence I was talking about. This is the FS1 postgame show, and David Ortiz, better known as Big Poppy, 
said this. The reality is that when you're playing against your daddy, you need to try to do something. <laughs> you have to try to do something different, Kevin. You can just keep continue having the same approach. You don't know what you're going to do. You need to try something different. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I totally agree with Frank and A-Rod. So right. You have to do something different because, first of all, you're playing against one of the best offensively teams in the whole baseball. And you are 5 and 15 against this guy. You got to try something different. You can take this two ways if you're a fan. You can be angry and embarrassed and up in arms about what Big Poppy said. Or you can just ignore it and hope for a better game, too. As a player, there is only one way to take it, and that's to take it and let it fuel a fire under you. Let the haters hate, but Manny Machado was not going to let this go. And in game two, Manny Machado would have an answer for what Big Poppy said. Final totals for game one, the Dodgers had five runs on six hits. They had no errors. The Padres, three runs on seven hits and one error. Julio Urias gets the win for the Dodgers, and Mike Clevenger takes the loss. In the next episode, we look at game number two. We'll answer some more questions about what Big Poppy said, and Jesse Agler and Tony Gwynn Jr. will be featured on the episode. 12 Games in October is a 97.3 The Fan and Odyssey original podcast. It was written, edited, researched, and voiced by myself, Matt Scraby. If you want to reach out on social media, you can at Matt Scraby on Instagram and Twitter. I would also like to thank Adam Klug and Michael Valenzuela for supporting me in all this. 